Welcome. Well, you are at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you. So send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com and check us out on Facebook. Well, the question for today's show is this. How does work contribute to one's faith life and the universal call to holiness. And why are we talking about work? Because in the United States, we are celebrating Labor Day. So it's a day that happened, it was the 19th century in our country. Late 19th century. Right, where they celebrated, they said, for all of those workers, (laughs) we need to celebrate them for all of the hard work that they're doing, that they would have a day set apart to be off and yeah. to and to celebrate and guess what to rest and that's also a part of who what we need to be so doing we're speaking as about human work, beings. But today is a day where you can rest from your labor, so yes, to speak. Yes, and we all need rest from our labor. For people working in society, culture, businesses, but we're going to go beyond that. Yes. Because Father Wade Menezes is going to join us in just a little bit, and he's going to mm-hmm. speak about uh, the dignity of work in everyday life and, and kind of address the question that we have for today. So if you're a mom, a dad, a grandma, a grandpa, and you're not working for a company and not being compensated for your work, we're all called to work and we, we lift up especially moms and the great work they do with, with children and so on. So it's all about the dignity of work today. Pope St. John Paul II said in his encyclical on human work, work constitutes a foundation for the formation of family life which is a natural right and something that man is called to. And it's a beautiful document that he's wrote on, on, on human work and labor and the dignity of work. And so we want to lift that up today. We want to understand better uh, why we're doing what we're doing and is it always, some, maybe it is monotonous at times and so on, but when it's offered to God and we understand that we're in the image and likeness of God, mm-hmm. and I think it's really important that in the scriptures to understand that work like always was, that was given to Adam to do, to till the ground, to do his work, and uh, that it's not a product of the fall. A lot of people think the fall of humankind led to work. Not so, you know, work always has been. It's part of being made in the image and likeness of God. You know, my father's working, I'm working, the Lord said. So I know Father Wade's gonna knock the ball out of the park today. Well, and I think, you know, in a, a culture, the culture that we live in today, people don't like work. I mean, when people were on lockdown, it really uh, broke the culture in a way where we showed up for work, we gave God our best. We were raised in a generation with our parents. My mother was a stay-at-home mom, had eight kids. And you know, I thought she loved being a stay-at-home mom. She never complained about it. My dad was in construction. He worked very hard, sometimes seven days a week. And I thought my father loved what he did because they never complained about it. So when Pope John Paul said it is for the formation of the family, they were doing what they were doing, giving themselves away Mm -hmm. to form and grow family life, make provision, put food on the table um, and and do what they needed to do yeah. and brought great value and great dignity to their work. And for their witness, I'm grateful. And um, we've also taught that great work ethic in our children. Yes, yes. And so- But it has to be taught. It has to be taught. It's great to be caught. And uh, it's just like a fact 
of life, and I think they did love what they were doing. It didn't mean every day they were skipping around and jumping around being happy, but they understood the call to work for the betterment of family and society. How does work contribute to one's faith life? How does work contribute to one's faith life and the universal call to holiness? And so, when we come back, we will be speaking with Father Wade Menezes of the Fathers of Mercy about the value of work in one's faith life. And you can join Father every week on EWTN Radio's Open Line program. He's super there. Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to take a break. Hope you're enjoying your Labor Day here in America and hope that we'll all learn more and practice more the dignity of work in everyday life. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. You're at home with Jim and Joy, and our guest today is Father Wade Menezes. This is the question. How does work contribute to one's faith life and the universal call to holiness? And Father Wade has a beautiful series here on EWTN, and it's called Work Out Your Salvation, The Theology of Faithfulness, to daily duty and that, how do we do that? I mean, I want to be the best employee that I can be, but I need God to help me to do that. I need to be, I'm a boss, I need to be a good boss. I need God to help me to do that, to bring a beautiful spirit of work and, and duty um, and I want to show up and give God my best. So Father Wade Menezes is the father. He's with Fathers of Mercy. And he also has a beautiful radio show. It's Father Wade's radio show called Open Line. And that's Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. And Father Wade has been on many series, many shows. He's, He's been on favorite. our show a couple mm -hmm. of times. And he is a favorite. And we love that he's going to be with us today because he knows what he's talking about, That's about helpful. work. And this man truly is giving his life away. And we thank Father for his beautiful yes to serve the church in this way. So Father Wade, welcome to At Home with Jim and Joy once again. Thank you, Jim and Joy. It's great to be with both of you, and I'm delighted to, to talk about the dignity of human labor and working out one's salvation precisely by one's faithfulness to their du daily yeah. duty and the importance of a, of a daily balance of not only uh, prayer and work, but also recreation. But work is such a big part of, of the human experience, and uh, your opening comments were spot on uh, about that even if the fall of our first parents had not have taken place, we would still have to work the only difference is we would enjoy it, <laughs> but, okay. because, but because of, of the fall of our first parents, we now know that we toil or we work or we labor by the sweat of the brow wow, and with the right. pangs of labor. But uh, St. Thomas Aquinas gives us a beautiful teaching that, that we would still have to work even if the fall of our first parents had not have taken place. And why is that? Because God works with things precisely according to their natures, right? Yeah. So it's, it's the nature of corn to have to be uh, planted and, and grown and picked and shucked and grilled or boiled before you can enjoy that great uh, ear of corn, right? right. Uh, it's the nature of a tree to have to be cut 
and cleaned before you can build your log cabin. So we would still have to do these things, but because of, of the fall of our first parents, the, the two chief effects of which uh, is a darkened intellect and a weakened will, and so things get kind of messy. Uh, we now toil by the sweat of the brow and, and with the pangs of labor. But, mm. but work is part and parcel with God's uh, uh, design for the human person, precisely yes. because it's something that can sanctify and be sanctified. You mentioned uh, the dignity of work and a theology of faithfulness. So dignity, the value, are you speaking about the value of work? What's the relationship between the value of work and the dignity that the person's bringing? Which is, which is greater? Which is sanctifying the other? Or are they sanctifying each other? Does, does the work I'm doing make me have dignity or am I bringing dignity to it? Or is it a little bit of each? How does that work? Great question, Jim, and it, it is the two-way street precisely okay. because we are a body-soul composite. Um, we don't have bodies, we are bodies, and we don't have souls, we are souls. Mm. That's how intimate and intricate the body-soul compositeness is in the reality of the human person. And so St. Thomas Aquinas mainly, but other saints as well have taught, as well as popes have taught, um, we're not meant to pray constantly because it will fatigue the soul. We're not meant to work constantly because it will fatigue the body. And we're not meant to recreate or leisure constantly because then we run the risk of leading ourselves into many vices. And so instead, we need a, a daily balance, St. Thomas teaches, St. Thomas Aquinas, a daily, and I love that adjective, a daily balance of prayer, work, and recreation. So each one feeds the other two by living that balanced life of, of virtue and pursuing the good, the true, and the beautiful, not only in your prayer, but pursuing the good, the true, and the beautiful in your work, uh, as opposed to, let's say, immoral work, and pursuing the good, the true, and the beautiful in your recreation and leisure, as opposed to, let's say, immoral recreation or leisure. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like to remind my listeners uh, that the person who's hoping to sanctify their life and grow in holiness, um, right where they are, uh, single, married, consecrated priest, brother or sister, doctor, farmer, lawyer, a homeschooling mother of four, um, a divorced dad of three striving to live a chaste life, retired grandparent, working grandparent, a recently widowed grandparent, the high school student, the university school student, it doesn't matter. All of those individuals ought to be very pleased to discover that in, in regards to work and working situations, Jesus always employs in his parables his primary number one way of teaching the crowds is with parables. And every single one of Jesus's parables has to do with a work and working situation, right? Mm -hmm. So this should tell us something about the beauty of dignity of, of, of work, the dignity of labor. So there's the parable of the farmer, the parable of the doctor, the parable of the pounds, which has to do with proper trade and commerce, right? right. Uh, the parable of the sower, the parable of the householder. There's the parable of the steward, the fisherman, uh, the merchant, uh, the laborer, the talents, which has to do with proper investment, the parable of the talents. And then the list goes on, right? Uh, and then John Paul II in his beautiful, beautiful encyclical from 1981, Laborum Exercens, on the dignity of human labor, uh, he talks about the importance not only of physical labor, but also the importance of intellectual labor. So he talks mm -hmm. about the importance of the work of writers, uh, accountants, mathematicians, uh, physicists, etc. 
because work is such a, 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 a big part of the human lived experience. And, and he goes on to say, as opposed to, let's say, what socialism and communism believe, uh, he goes on to teach that work is for man not man for work. And this is where the dignity comes in. We're meant to exercise our talents. We're meant to exercise our natural gifts. And those are gonna be uh, found amidst creation itself. Carpentry uh, and word working, for example, in the metal shop. Uh, there's a great quote from St. Josea Maria Escriba, the founder of Opus Dei, uh, which he founded for laity to help sanctify themselves in the workplace precisely where they are. So I, I share this one quote. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, know this, God waits for us every day in the science laboratory, in the operating room of the hospital. He waits for us in the army barracks, in the university chair, in the factory, in the workshop, in the agricultural fields. He waits for us in the home with all of its domestic work and in all the immense panorama of work. St. Jose continues, he says this, understand this well, my brothers and sisters, there is something very holy, something very divine, something very hidden in the most ordinary situations of everyday life within work. And it is up to each one of you to discover it and live it and to offer it as a pleasing sacrifice to God. So again, work can both be sanctified and thus it sanctifies the individual. Well, Father, th that is such a beautiful explanation of that. And sometimes when we go to work or where we have workers, um, people are being so self-centered as opposed yeah. to being other-centered and uh, to be working as a team. And so how does that tie into our daily um, duty as to the attitude in which we bring and the willingness to be a team player? Yeah, great question. In fact, you're hitting on one of the points per se, Joy, be other-centered as opposed to being self-centered. Uh, one of my five points in my new series to work out one's salvation precisely through their overall faithfulness to daily duty. Again, whether single, married, a consecrated religious, uh, doctor, farmer, lawyer, it doesn't matter. And my second point of the five is to be other-centered. Uh, first, let me give you the five points, and then you'll see where be other-centered fits okay. into, the, into the five <clears throat> points in sequence, because I list them in this particular order in my discussion of them. And, and each of the five points has two half-hour episodes, thus a 10-part series. It's airing right now on EWTN on Saturday evenings. Uh, first of all, be faithful to your daily duty is point number one. Number two, point number two is be other-centered. Point number three is understand the reality of vice and virtue. Mm. Point number four, practice and live the sacraments. And point number five, live a Trinitarian spirituality. So let's go back to point number one, be faithful to your daily duty. If you're doing what you're supposed to do in the way it's supposed to be done, and you're faithful to that first point, be faithful to your daily duty, you're automatically, whether you realize it or not, you're being other-centered. But if you're not being faithful to your daily duty, again, point number one, if you're doing what you wanna do, okay, then you're being very self-centered. So for example, I'll use Jim as an example. Jim is, is a husband, he's a father, he's a grandfather, he's a working man. EWTN is just one aspect of his work, right? With, with your, your, your TV show mm -hmm. on EWTN. So 
all of these need to have their faithfulness to daily duty, his husbandhood, his fatherhood, his grandfatherhood, need to have his faithfulness to his daily duty, his other-centeredness, his understanding the reality of vice and virtue and how vice can pull him away from those duties. Uh, and also uh, the importance of practicing and living the sacraments because the sacraments are what sustain us mm -hmm. in that daily lived experience of being faithful to daily duty and working out our salvation as Philippians yes. 2.12 tells us from St. Paul. And then living a Trinitarian spirituality. I like to wrap it all up by saying offer everything, that prayer, that work, that recreation that we're called to have a daily balance of, offer all three of those categories along with husbandhood, fatherhood, wifehood, motherhood, grandmotherhood, etc. for you, Joy. Offer all of these areas to the Father, through the Son, in the Holy Spirit. Does that formula sound familiar, that Trinitarian formula? It should. Mm -hmm. It's the, the formula of the collect prayer at the beginning of Mass. After the opening rites and the penitential rite, we offer everything that we're about to celebrate in the sacred liturgy, the source <clears throat> and summit of the entire Christian life, to the Father, through the Son, in the Holy Spirit. And we do that with our prayer, our work, and our recreation. All mm -hmm. these areas are tied. Work, of course, is a big part of it because of sustenance, right? Financial sustenance, to be able to have the goods of life that we should have, you know, uh, decent housing, a decent vehicle, uh, and adequate savings, etc. cetera. Uh, these things are important. So work's a big part of this, but we cannot forget also the importance of prayer and the importance of, of, of leisure and recreation. Again, precisely because we're a body-soul composite. Mm. Father, we just have about a minute and a half, two minutes left. How does Labor Day fit into all this, or does it fit into this? Where does it fit? Is it, I know, it's know, a secular holiday. Is it a good thing, or how does it, it fit into the theology? It is a secular holiday, and it is a good thing, just like we sanctify it with the feast day of St. Joseph the Worker uh, mm. as, uh, as a memorial on May 1st of every year. You know, Pope Pius XII instituted St. Joseph the Worker on May 1st to counteract the, the communistic Labor Day, okay? Again, the church is teaching, this cannot be stressed enough, work is for man, not man for work. And so Pius XII wanted to sanctify work as something that could not only be sanctified, but something that sanctifies the individual. And we have the beautiful uh, memorial of St. Joseph the Worker on May 1st, traditionally Labor Day in, in Europe, for example. Well, our secular day is, is, is in September, the first Monday in September. And the fact that we honor those who work and we honor work as a good, there's nothing wrong with that. But we want to we want to sanctify it and make it a, a a reality that has an aspect of holiness to it. I like to tell people that this is crucial. I want to make a bumper sticker out of this. Okay, <laughs> don't make prayer your work. Make work your prayer. Yeah, okay. I've met people. Oh, I got to get my rosary and I got to get my I got to get my chaplet. And I, well, okay. Well, that's okay. I'm I'm glad you pray a daily rosary. I'm glad you pray a daily chaplet. But they shouldn't make you neurotic. Okay. Mm. Don't make prayer your work. <laughs> make work your prayer. Father, we're going to leave it right there. Wonderful word. And hopefully everybody will see your series or get the DVDs uh, to work Great. out your salvation, the theology of faithfulness, the daily duty, and uh, listening to you on open line. So Father, thank you so very, very much for sharing with us on this Labor Day and making Labor Day even more special than it is. God bless you, Father. God bless you both. Thank you so much for this opportunity. No, thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you. We're going to take a break at this point, and we'll be right back. There's still plenty more to come. Please don't go away.
Welcome back. Well, before we wrap up today's show, we're going to go to Rome to check in with beautiful Joan Lewis. Now, Joan, what are your thoughts on the dignity of work? Well, greetings, Jim and Joy, and, and happy Labor Day. As it should be on such a day, your focus this day and this week is the dignity of work and faithfulness to one's daily duty. Now, I have to tell you, I had my first part-time job at the age of 13 and have been laboring faithfully these many decades ever since. But it took me a while to discover one thing, the feeling that I had while I was working. I learned it was called dignity. It was a feeling that I had. It was the joy of achievement, the satisfaction of making a contribution, however small, to my family and to society. The uh, idea of, of maybe feeling I was valued and respected because I was working. Now, I've learned in a little bit of research that if we want to talk about labor and dignity, we have to go back to the Bible. In fact, I read on the site of the um, U.S. bishops who wrote about this topic, it is clear from the very first phases, it is clear from the first pages of the Bible that work is an essential part of human dignity. Here we read, the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it, and that's Genesis. Man is presented as a laborer who works the earth, harnesses the forces of nature, and produces the bread of anxious toil, that's Psalm 127. And all this, of course, in addition to cultivating his own gifts and, and talents. Now, over the years, we also know that popes have written magisterial documents written with beauty and power and truth about dignity and work. And without doubt, the seminal document on this topic, of course, came from Pope Leo XIII, who in 1891 wrote the document Rerum Novarum on New Things. Now, he looked at the relationship between labor and capital. He spoke a lot about bettering working conditions. He supported the rights of workers to, to form unions. But it is interesting. He rejected um, socialism and unfettered uh, capitalism. He did reaffirm the right for people to have private property, and he introduced the concept of collective bargaining. And by the way, he was the first to use the terms Catholic social teaching and social doctrine. Now then, a hundred years later, we had St. John Paul's 1991 Centesimus Annus, uh, considered certainly one of the more prominent of successive papal documents on dignity and work. Then in 2009, Pope Benedict XVI in Caritas in Veritate, he developed many of the same themes as his predecessors, but also highlighted the difficulties for workers today in a globalized um, society. Now, Pope Francis has not written a specific document dedicated to work and dignity, but he has said on very many occasions that man's first vocation is to work. This gives dignity to man, the dignity that makes him resemble God. So, so much to say on this topic, but our time is very limited. So back to you and have a great Labor Day. Joan, that was a beautiful sharing and so comprehensive in a nutshell, the dignity of work. I love what Father Wade was saying when he said, make work your prayer. Don't make prayer your work, but make work your prayer. 
I think he's saying, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual work and sacrifice. Make your life a prayer to the Lord. God bless you this Labor Day. Have a great day off. God bless the nations of the earth as they offer their work as an act of faithfulness to Almighty God. You're an important part of this family. You're never alone, and you're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.